So we talk a lot about Aaron Rodgers' physical and spiritual journey with ayahuasca, A-Y-A-H-U-A-S-C-A, before he joined the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Sadly, three snaps into his rise to the king of New York, uh, he fell to the ground and uh, tore his A-C-H-I-L-L-E-S. We hope we didn't create a jinx by talking about it like Sports Illustrated does in the cover. But we do pray for his recovery. The doc is happy that he's now turning to actual medicine to have surgery to repair his torn Achilles. And the deacon wonders if he may have said, dear, sweet baby Jesus, can you help me heal just a little bit faster so I can come back for the playoffs? I know there's a lot of fantasy owners out there uh, who are definitely uh, either praying or turning to the healing properties of medicine due to Aaron Rodgers' quick fall. Aaron, we hope you enjoy this episode. And Doc and the Deacon, we're praying that you get better and that the doctors can help you heal up quick. It's the Doc and the Deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the Pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback. That'd be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel. Foles already told y'all that Philly's special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching. Pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads. One of us believing in the power of science. One of us believing in the power of Jesus. But both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer. So... You know, summer's almost over, right? And I feel like there's never enough time to like, the idea of summer is this almost like a like retreat, like from reality and this, this uh, time of rejuvenation and recovery. And somehow I stay just as busy in the summer as we do all year long, right? I know you, you live in a neighborhood where... Uh, where the I hear the women are always planning like girls' weekends. Yeah. Girls girls retreats. Yeah. Like when is a guy's retreat? Or you need a spiritual retreat. Yes, a spiritual <clears throat> retreat. I need like 72 hours in Nashville or Vegas <laughs> or even a Reykjavik. <clears throat> I'm not allowed to go to Nashville anymore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, like recently, uh Somebody we know went to Nashville and found a new partner and left their spouse. Oh, so yeah. I'm not allowed to go to Nashville. Yes, probably a good idea. All right. Probably a good idea. Yep. Have you ever been on a spiritual retreat? I have. Yeah, I've done a few different um, men's retreats. We went to camps growing up. Now, I did get in trouble uh, for putting shaving cream on in the girls' pillows at, at a night religious retreat. At yeah, I mean, was this recently? No, this was like in my in my teens. <laughs> recently, no, but you know, listen, um, I've done men's camps where we go on and 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 there's like a theme where you study a, a particular book, and and that becomes the theme, like either a book of the Bible or there's a book out there, um, like that, a Joel Osteen book. Yeah, it's yes, something something similar. Yes, yeah. but it's about the heart of men and and uh, 
Um, the Da Vinci Code. Yes, the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> when you were, it's going, called Wild at Heart, and it's a great book that talks about how men were given that we were wildly created by God to be wild at heart, to passionately follow after Him, and not to be um, subservient dudes who wore, you know. Uh, belts and polos tucked in on Sundays. Like all of that is good, but it's more about this passionate pursuit of a relationship with Christ that makes you a better man, right? Um, you know, they, they have, have you ever watched uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I have. On Amazon Prime? Funny, funny show. And Megan and I watched it together. And I, the one season they spent all at this Jewish family summer camp. And I found that quite interesting. And I'm yeah. like, is that something that really happened? Like, do you remember watching Dirty Dancing? Of course. And they were away at this family summer camp. I don't ever, I can't imagine my parents ever having enough time off. Nobody should ever put baby or the deacon in the corner. That's right. Yeah. Now, Americans, people in Silicon Valley, they are going on drug retreats. Well, I mean, work, this, this remote Work lifestyle changed everything, right? Oh, now people, if they have lots of stress in their lives or relationships aren't going well, decide, I want to fly to South America. South America. South America. And do some form of drugs and hallucinate. And maybe that will make me feel better about my life. What? Ayahuasca. Have you heard about ayahuasca? That is Aaron Rodgers, John. Yeah, we're going to come to uh, Aaron Rodgers. That's the only thing I know about ayahuasca. Okay, so ayahuasca is a brewed drink. A what? It's a drink that's made. Okay. And the indigenous people of the Amazon basin, and they had realized they were getting some psychedelic experiences. Well, there's an from... am- they just opened an Amazon basin near us. <laughs> this is and Amazon And they're always, basin. I always get notifications that they're hiring for drivers. No, I mean a Brazil, Peru, Amazon, as in South America. Is the Amazon, it's a forest, right? The rainforest? Rainforest, yes. Yes. Yeah. Not they're... a jungle. I don't know the difference between a jungle and a forest. Well, I believe that the rainforest has to do with the humidity and how many um, different species are in that area. Yeah. But those are often jungles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A rainforest. You think a jungle is exists within the rainforest? Yes. Okay. Yes. I th- yeah. Because th- that's interesting to me. Yes. Yeah. So ayahuasca. Let's see. Can the deacon spell ayahuasca? Um, A-Y-U. Wrong. A-Y-A. Yep. A-Y-A-H. Yes. U-A-S-C-A. Yeah. Okay. Not too bad for the second time. I mean, that means that hopefully he at least Googled it once before the episode started. (laughs) So this brew drink, it's a psychoactive tea meant to cause hallucinations. Okay. And they say patients take strong meds to get rid of hallucinations. Well, oftentimes, rich white people fly to South America to hallucinate. (laughs) Just to hallucinate. Yeah. It's made from... The Banisteropsis capi vine and the Psychotropia viridis shrub. And these two are put together. And in different countries in South America, they use different things. But this Banisteropsis capi vine is one of the most common things that is found. Okay. 
in ayahuasca, right? There's this chemical in it called dimethyltryptamine. So really, you should have a diet low in tryptamine. So certain chocolates and different things you should avoid because it is a monoamine amidase inhibitor, which is uh, something that can interact with a lot of different medications. So you have to be really careful if you're going to use ayahuasca. And so what happens is aya comes from the spirit soul or the corpse of the dead body. And wasca means a rope or woody vine. Mm. So it basically means the spirit soul from a woody vine. And so that's how they came up with this term, ayahuasca. I remember hearing things about peyote. Yeah. Like when I was in high school in the 90s, peyote was a very pop, like um, opium became popular again. Hash was popular. And and you often heard about uh, peyote, uh, which, you know, that people would use that. And I, I remember watching a movie. I don't remember the name of the movie where they use peyote um, to send somebody to a place to hallucinate, to like get over something. So that's an interesting concept. Hunter S. Thompson wrote books where a lot of peyote was involved. And I believe Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas at one point, they used peyote. But this ayahuasca dates back over a thousand years. They'll also refer to it as La Purge, which is a deep introspective journey. The fact that it makes you purge and vomit as well, I think, is, uh, is interesting as well. So basically what happens, you take these two plants, you macerate them, and you boil them. And different shamans and different How do you groups, know how much? Is there a YouTube video on this? There is, and there are different ingredients. But some of the leaders, some of the shamans have Can really— Can you get any of them on Amazon? I'm not sure they are, but you can get them in the Amazon. Okay. And a lot of the places you go, you can actually see where they're growing these plants. They're live, right? So there's... When I was growing up, there was a dude who used to grow marijuana plants in his garage. Yeah. There's a lot of discussion on, hey, this was a chunkier brew than this brew. You'll be able to tell as you're drinking if it hits harder, if it's thicker, or... And our friends discuss, you know, is there pulp in that mimosa? I like <laughs> my mimosa pulpless. You're and a pulp-free guy. I'm, a, I'm mostly a pulp-free guy. I don't mind a little bit. I like a little pulp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, you want, would. I want a little chew to it. You would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we were to brew your ayahuasca, we would want you to have... Some pulp. A chewier yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, do they have like a sommelier, like someone who's tasting these different brews oh yes so part of this isn't just you go and you hallucinate it is you go down to one of these places that does these ceremonies and rituals and sometimes they're one to three days oh sometimes they're just one day and so what happens is music is a big part certain other things like tobacco juice you're made to drink do they have like specific playlists already made up or do they use like indigenous tribal music i think both i think they use indigenous tribal music that they probably put onto a playlist honestly some of the fancier ones because it can cost quite a bit of money there are live people playing music what what do you think like like it's more than like a bar mitzvah no i don't think it's more than a bar mitzvah but i think it costs more than a week all-inclusive in mexico to fly to south america there is concerns obviously of 
Americans just flying down with cash yeah. trying to find ayahuasca. <laughs> and Can so you, you should find a good travel agent, yeah. right? There's all these people. If you were to go on Facebook and go, hey, anybody have any Disney connections? There's like 30 people I know that think they're that masters are, of are, Disney. And, and that are Disney like planners. We should do it later on the Doc and the Deacon website. Hey, anyone out here have any good recommendations for, for an ayahuasca retreat? An ayahuasca retreat. <laughs> I want to find... The best shaman there. I want to find a shaman in case, in case the deacon uh, ever leaves me on a retreat and never comes back. We could go from Doc and the deacon to Doc and the shaman. Oh, I love it. So you know, there's a new, um, there's a new movie uh, out called Vacation Friends Two. It's with like, did they make a Vacation Friends One? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. I saw it with two. John Cena and and his girlfriend, and they meet this couple on vacation. And John Cena and his girlfriend are absolutely insane. And it's pretty funny. But they go on a retreat. Like, couples retreat I thought was pretty funny. Vince Vaughn. Um, remember that? They, they go on this retreat as couples. If you haven't seen it, that's well, a good one. of course. I mean, I think people go, hey, what's the difference on going to South America, talking about your feelings, yeah. having a ceremony, and taking a psychoactive substance, which is going to make you hallucinate oftentimes or have you go through some introspection. The whole idea behind ayahuasca is to defeat the ego, to break down the ego, to realize it is not all about you and to find a way to focus on others. And how is that different than going to Vegas where people, you know, uh, drink Jack and Cokes for three days straight? Well, I was going to say it sounds like a church retreat. You know, where we're defeating the ego, we're, we're trying to make ourselves and recognize that we're a smaller part of the big picture, you know, and it also, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like that scene from old school when he's in the trust tree and he's in the tree of trust and he's talking and he's with his wife and they're doing the counseling and, and he says, you know, and he's talking about being out uh, the Olive Garden. And talking about the waitress. Maybe it's some sort of type he's never even seen Maybe before. it's something I don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think ayahuasca is something we're learning about because more people are drinking this tea and going down. And so I don't know that I think this is a great idea. Medically, there are thoughts and maybe it could help PTSD. Okay. And some people in the United Kingdom, some people in Spain have been sending veterans there. Well, remember, didn't we do the same thing with LSD? We did. Okay, I thought we did an episode on that. We are. We talked about LSD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're on a drug kick a little bit recently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, drugs are kind of interesting. People are interested in ayahuasca. Aaron Rodgers is interested in ayahuasca. And so sometimes you get there, you drink down, the shaman comes over and blows the smoke into your nose. He blows the smoke into your mouth. They're playing music. You start to sit on your mat. You get deep in your thoughts. And then... You vomit and have diarrhea. Oh, that sounds great. Yes, and sometimes you'll vomit and have diarrhea all night. At the same time? Many oh. years ago, when Robin Quivers from the Howard Stern Show had been diagnosed with cancer, to start, she went down to South America and did the ayahuasca. No, she did not. Yeah, and what do you call it? Drink the ayahuasca? Did the ayahuasca? Uh, I don't know. She... Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what people are saying. Like, uh, hey, want to do some ayahuasca? You want a hit of ayahuasca? Yeah, how about... How about a, a sip of this, John? A sip of the, yeah, that ayahuasca, John. There you go. Yeah, that ayahuasca, John. That sounds perfect. But even in back to the 16th centuries, Christian missionaries used to describe this as 
the work of the devil. They went to South America and saw how people reacted after using ayahuasca. Mm. And so religious people have hated it forever. Except for these shamans, they don't sound that different than uh, Well, you know, Paul, Paul said often, in, in when he was writing, he talked about, you know, being careful uh, because when you get intoxicated, when you remove, it is important to always figure out where you are in relation to God. But when you remove the ability to make decisions um, by becoming intoxicated and, and then your moral compass can go out the out the, 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 the door, you, your, your inhibitions and all of the things that have give you a, a healthy fear can be gone. And the next thing you know, like we've heard stories of people having taking using synthetic drugs having no ability to, they, now they've lost any healthy fear. They have no idea what's going on and they make decisions that they wouldn't otherwise make. Yeah. I still question people flying to South America to use ayahuasca. And I understand the benefits of taking time to get out of one's own mind and think about you know the world and connecting with the earth and realizing that we are only a small part of the world and the community. And I think that's a lot of discussion and the ideas behind this and to try to figure out how to better connect. But there's a lot of discussion, people that have tried ayahuasca, is you can't go in with intentions. You need to go in open mind to try to think about, you're going to learn mm. whatever about yourself and yourself and your connection to the Instead world. Instead of space. having a specific agenda, yeah. I want to fix this about myself. How do you find a good shaman? You want to find someone that you can trust and you want to find uh, uh, shamans are thought to have, this is a calling. And so while I was discussing, if the deacon went away and Doc and the shaman went in, yeah. I was looking up, <laughs> what are things that they really look for in a shaman? Okay. And so we're going to go through them one at a time. All right. And we're going to try to see, does the deacon also have these same sort of characteristics? Okay, let's go. Number one. Intuitive. Oh, I think the deacon is quite intuitive. I do too. Sensitive. I think the deacon is very sensitive. I think the deacon 99% of the time is sensitive. Sometimes he knows that thing <laughs> that you don't want to mess with <laughs> and he goes right for the jugular. But that's I agree. Only, that's only the fantasy football version of the deacon. Two for two. This one the deacon is amazing at. Generous in spirit. Oh, thanks, Doc. And I, I think so. actually think that could be... If you ever... Moved to South America and became a shaman. I think we should call you generous in spirit. All right. That would be my, my yeah. shaman name. Open-minded. Ish. Yeah. Yeah, you are from the South. Ish. I, I, I definitely have my beliefs. I'm also, I'm always willing to listen, but I, I'm pretty convinced. Ooh, the next one is willing to learn. I'm always willing to learn. The next one is devoid of pride. Mm. And the I'm next one ish. is yeah, and the next one's humble. I mean, that's two ish. issues in her row. Yeah, yeah. Well, devoid of pride and humble are like the same thing. They are. They're, but they were both there. They were both there. And, so, and one is true to self. Yeah, which means understanding you can be wrong. Yeah, I, people have told me that I've been wrong. Yeah, I had a discussion with a patient today, and and there's many times where I have thoughts on a diagnosis. But I'm willing to go, hey, let's do that test. You're concerned about this. Let's check yeah. that. Even though no, that's not what you have. And there's times where I've definitely been wrong. <laughs> I think being a dad teaches, has taught me more and more about um, how to be wrong and live with being wrong and, 
and even confront those things. Like, you know, if I do something, if I make a decision with the girls, um, it's not always the right one. But at the time, sometimes it's the, I can't get out of my own way to make a different decision. And sometimes it's not the right one. And we talk about it and I'll say, hey, you know what, daddy messed up. Here's why I made my decision. And here's what I was hoping to gain from that choice. And here's where I went wrong. Yeah. And I want them to know that even though I'm their dad, I'm still flawed because, you know, I, I want them to see that I'm, I am willing to learn. Do you think that the Jets made a mistake signing Aaron Rodgers? You know, if you had asked me that um, two months ago, I might have said yes. I might have said, dude, he's washed up. He's done. It's, it's all about money. I, that's, that's what I really thought. I thought he is so selfish. He only cares about money. He only cares about, like, he's so uh, hurt about this Jordan Love situation. Like, um, move out of the way. Let the kid play. And then I started watching Hard Knocks. And the highest rated Hard Knocks ever in the history of HBO. I mean, you're talking the New York Jets, who have been awful for many years. And even Joe Namath wasn't that good. Yeah. He threw 50 more interceptions than touchdowns. Crazy, right? But he was a Holly, he was, he was, you know, Joe Hollywood. He, he had a, he had a charisma. They say it's better to be famous than good. In New York City. And I watched this Hard Knocks and um, I've become an Aaron Rodgers believer. Yeah. And part of the reason that, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers is because his ayahuasca journeys have been well detailed. Yeah. And really brought this hallucinogenic I mean, brew. the dude has dated some famous women. He sure has. Right? Is he break, he's broken up with Shailene right now? I, I have not been following that, but I have heard more about... I mean, he was with his... Danica. He was with this other girl. Um, the other actor, uh, uh, Olivia Wilde, was that it? He flew to South America. Okay. And he did ayahuasca for three straight days. Okay. On day one. Three straight days? Oh, yes. It was a full thing. On his first day, he had different intentions as to what he wanted to go into the night with. But instead, that night, he had an ego death. You are not good enough. You are a shitty person. You are a shitty person. And all night, he had these negative thoughts mm. that really broke him down. The second night, he had a beautiful experience and just positive connection with where he thought he was connected to nature and to the world. And on the last day, he said he walked with the grandmother spirit for three days and was able to ask her many questions about life. And he walked with her and she held him. And I'm not sure that made me like him anymore, but it is interesting that he feels tortured enough in certain ways. Obviously, he's successful that he felt this need to go to South America, to find a shaman, to find a spiritual advisor, to see if he could help better figure out his emotions and his connections to others. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Never got to see behind the scenes before this season. Um, but watching this behind the scenes stuff you can see connections. I mean, I saw it last year when, Rand, when he and Randall Cobb walked off the field together. 
But you, you don't know what's real and what's for TV. And this year, Randall Cobb followed him to New York and is like, it's the only quarterback I ever want to play with. So um, a, a genuine friendship, a genuine care for one another. And he seems like a dude who's able to connect with these, these new players pretty well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whatever it is, I mean, I think it's important to be able to sit back and look at oneself, identify areas that you want to get better. Um, and sometimes we need a quiet place to do that, right? You need space away from everyone and everything. So a retreat, some time away. I know, you know, my wife and I don't get enough of that together. You know, the last, uh, it's been almost 10 years since we went on our own vacation, just the two of us. Wow. Well, my wife and I are going to Oktoberfest, so there will be an episode on Oktoberfest coming. <laughs> Holla! I do think that finding time to connect with yourself is important. Finding time to connect with others is important. I don't know that we need to hallucinate in order to do that. I also know that I want to thank Aaron Rodgers because it gave us an idea for an episode. Yeah. And today, as the first day of the NFL football season, yeah. I'm ready to hear the Deacons' predictions for the year. Okay. Uh, Eagles uh, go 12-5. and five. They struggle in the first round of the playoffs, and then they end up in the NFC Championship game um, where they are going to win and go to another Super Bowl. Okay, I like that. I like that. Mine are the Bills are not going to be as good as they have been. Yeah. I feel like their window is slowly closing. I don't trust in their targets well enough and their overall people. I love the Buffalo Bills. I think they're going to have a down year. I think the Falcons are going to be better than we think they are. Okay. Uh, and the Saints are going to win that division because there's no one good in that division. I actually mean the Saints are going to be better than we think they are. And I think they are going to make the playoffs. So I think the Bills not making the playoffs and Saints making. Because every year there's a team that has been good that has a down year. And every year there's a team that was nowhere close to the playoffs but makes it. So Saints in, Bills are out. Also, Sky Moore has a huge year. Patrick Mahomes has to throw to somebody. Well, that's only because you haven't won, like, four fantasy teams. Kenneth Gainwell, huge year as well. Yeah, baby. Be hard not to give him the Holla. So, if you're on your way to Peru to do some ayahuasca, well, we appreciate you checking out the show. And if you meet any nice shamans down there, send them my info. Tell them to DM me, but on my personal account, not the one that Deacon (laughs) sees. We normally have a song this episode. It's going to be Fly Eagles Fly on the road to victory. Fight, Eagles, fight. Score a touchdown. One, two, one, two, three. Hit them low, hit them high. And watch our Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. On the road to victory. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. A-Y-A-H-U-A-S-E-A. Two things you can count on. The doc is in. And the deacon speaks. We hope that you have a great... NFL season. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our producer, Tucker Butler, our rapper franchise, our wives, and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Peace. Excellent brain trust to market it. Brandis, that's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show gonna be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Rodis Chapman.